Hey, I'm Zora. And I'm Blue. And this is the Asexuality Podcast. Hey guys, uh, this week's topic is myths and misconceptions. We're going to go over all the misinformation that tends to be floating around there and, you know, some weird things people think about us for no particular reason. So the first one is the big one. Asexuality isn't real. <laughs> yeah, that one. don't think I've actually heard that one personally said to my face, to be completely honest with you. I've never... See, have it had anyone say it to my face, but I've had people type it to my face. It's 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 the tired old, you know, like oh, I have, it's people who have a very simplistic view on. Well, there's only you know, gay and straight, and there's nothing else. And if I don't understand it, it doesn't exist. And it's that mentality. Yeah, which I mean, I think you know this to my for my experience, think people that say things like that are typically of the the older generation. I mean, people used to say that gay didn't exist either and you know so many years down the road here we are so i think it's very it's quite obvious that those are that's vast information there um obviously asexual lady does exist otherwise why would we have a podcast about it and blogs and all the whole community of it yeah and it's always something that you know crops up with this kind of stuff like there was a long period of time and still some people to this day with bisexuality who who they say, oh, that's not real, you're only gay or you're straight, you're just promiscuous or, you know, afraid to come out of the closet or something like that. There's always people who will just kind of, like, try to dismiss something they don't care for. So, yeah, the next one on the list is, isn't that just celibacy? And no, no, it's not. Um, Celibacy is a thing that you do by choice. Asexuality is a sexual orientation that you don't have any control over. No one chooses to be asexual it's just something that you are celibacy is something that you experience sexual attraction but you know for whatever reason you abstain from it yeah that's the thing there's usually some sort of reasoning behind celibacy whether it's you know a religious reason or you i don't know you're waiting for marriage or you've just decided to be celibate but it's, it's generally part of the whole point of it is that you're denying your self well yeah Basal urges, yeah, your basal urges, yeah. So it's not the same thing. That is that one's a that one's a pig one though. I think, um, I think before when I back in the day, whenever I was a lot younger and understood a lot less about asexuality, I think I probably made that same assumption. Um, but I think it's one of those things that if once you do a little bit of research, you read a little bit, you talk to people who identify as asexual. That's one of the things, the first things that you can kind of check off the list and say, okay, yeah, no, that's not the same thing. And it's pretty easily explained away because like you said, it's just, it's a choice, not a orientation. And yeah, that's one of the big things is, you know, that's why sexual orientation shouldn't be based off of uh, activity, but rather off of attraction because people of any sexuality can choose to be celibate, but just because they aren't having sex, that doesn't suddenly make them asexual. Right. And in in that same vein, just like there's, there are asexuals that do engage in sexual activity. So that's even further to the point that it's not the same thing because you can be asexual and still have enjoy, engage in sexual, in sexual contact. And you're still asexual at that point. It doesn't negate your orientation to do those things. Exactly. Uh, the next myth or myth myth conception. Oh, myth con- <laughs> Can we just call the whole thing that just myth conceptions? <laughs> myth and myth conceptions. I think I might leave that one in. Um, <laughs> the next one, um, it, very similar yet 
slightly different is the is that asexuality is a choice. Um, this one's more specifically speaking to like, oh, you're just choosing it. But you know, much like any other sexuality, it's you don't choose it. Right. Like again, like you said, that's it's asex. That's um, sorry. Again, that's celosy. Um, it's nobody chooses to be asexual. Just like no one chooses to be gay or chooses to be bi or pan or any of those things. You just are. Um, I think that that one always kind of um, like the specifically that it was a, it was a choice to be asexual um, always kind of intrigued me because that, that's what people used to say about Morrissey back in the day whenever he was uh, when he came out and said that he was asexual, which he doesn't identify as anymore. I don't think I think he identifies as omnisexual. But when he did come out and say, hey, I, I identify as asexual back in like I think the 90s, like mid 90s. That was the thing that everybody said because he had previously identified as straight and then as gay and then as bi and then as ace. So they were just like, oh, well, you're just you're just so arrogant that you're fed up with people in general. And you just you've just choose, chosen to keep yourself separate from everyone. No one's good enough to have sex with you. So therefore, you're choosing to be asexual. And so that's what that one always reminded me of. And it's hilarious because that's not how it works at all. The next one on the list is that asexual people can't fall in love. Yeah, no, that's absolutely incorrect. You know, asexual people, that's where I've, I've seen a lot of people rally against the split attraction model. And I can, I think generally they tend to rally against it when people who aren't either ace or aromantic are using it, which I'm, it depends. But um, generally it was, it's most widely used, of course, for like ace and arrow people. And of course, you know, asexual people they may be aromantic but most still have some other romantic orientation right i mean and like, like you said like i understand i see i do see both sides of the the split attraction model and this is something that we'll probably get into in other episodes um as far as like asexuality and the lgbt community is concerned and asexuality and um you know discrimination and stuff like that but the thing that they say is that um the split attraction model is homophobic because it makes it about it makes sexual orientation about the sex that you do or don't want to have and the people that you're attracted to sexually and that it's homophobic because it makes it to where, you know, people who are gay are kind of just drilled down to their to the sex that they have, which is a little short-sighted. And like I said, we'll talk about that more in other episodes. But um, it's the same kind of thing here is that it's that aromantic people a lot of times because especially if they're not asexual aromantic people they kind of get um cast as these sex crazes that, that they, they they're just in it for the sex and that's not fair either the next one is you know asexuality is just a phase you'll grow out of it yeah tell that to my 31 year old self who's identified as asexual since i was 23 and just imagine me staring out of the window going, when will my sexuality return from the war? I will say personally, I do. It's one of my biggest issues, I think, with a lot of the um, population of the community on, say, Tumblr is because a lot of it does tend to mm -hmm. skew very young um, people in their early, like early, early teens who. And I do think obviously not all of them, but I do think there is a chunk that may briefly identify as asexual who may just have not kind of like become or right. found their sexuality yet and i think it's like if they're young enough to be at an age where they haven't really they're not really sexual yet for lack of a better mm -hmm. way of saying it i guess um 
they and I think that there's that's why there's a bigger portion of younger people in the community who identify as ace and that's and since there is a bigger portion of the of it in the community especially on tumblr that's why there tends to be um people who only get their experience from seeing the ace tags on tumblr are like oh it's just a bunch of uh, you know immature 14 year olds and they're ignoring like the many cases of people who are you know i've seen cases of people well into their like 60s who identifies ace but of course you know people in their 60s aren't on tumblr right right well some are but i mean it's a very very not as many. small percentage yeah but i mean not only that avon has entire forum boards of asexuals over the age of 45 um i yeah. i run a, a pen pal project for uh, the asexuality blog i've had people as old as 70 sign up for that so i mean it's definitely not just a your your gonna grow out of it it's not just an age factor and even if it was um people sexuality is fluid people change i mean just because you know what at 14 i thought i was straight so you know there i know a lot of people that were that are gay and bi and, and otherwise that you know thought that they were other things when they were younger and as they grew up older that that changed and so even if you are 14 and you identify as ace right now that doesn't make how you feel right now invalid yeah no it's just i think it's just people who they their only exposure to it is the internet which tends to skew much younger that's obviously changing as like you know our generation was the generation that kind of first grew up with the internet and now we're dragging the age yeah. of the average internet user up with us because we're obviously staying on we're not just like dropping off and so as our as we, our generation gets older of uh, the age but it's no longer just the younger people but but generally our age it's kind of the higher end you'll get people over our age who are on the internet but less and less also right. you know asexuality isn't brand new like on the kinsey scale alfred kinsey there was a designation called x which was there specifically for asexuality and the next one is have you had your hormones checked oh this one. Oh god yeah it's the thing about the whole hormones argument is that generally if it's a sudden like a hormone imbalance it would be like if you notice like say a huge drop off all of a sudden in say like your like your sexual attraction or your libido or something just drops to nothing instantly then maybe it might be worth seeing maybe you've got but if this is just if this is the way you've always been you know yeah yeah and i think honestly a lot of a big part of me blames this one or at least blames the prevalence of this myth on that one episode of house that everybody in the ace community talked about where they had the couple that came in that both identified as asexual and it turned out like one of them had a brain tumor or something that was affecting oh, yeah yeah it was just horrid it was horrid and so that's but everybody's like oh i saw an episode of house once that talked about asexuality you guys should be so proud and we're like no i mean no. isn't it isn't it like 40 percent of the time on house it's a brain tumor I have no idea. I've honestly never watched House. It's either that or it's either that or it's not lupus. That's all I know. <laughs> it's never lupus, apparently. I don't watch the show, but getting your, you know, you know, knowledge off of House is not. Yeah, a good yeah. You, thing to you do. probably shouldn't base your your knowledge of things on fictional television shows. Just as a rule, like even the ones that try to be a bit more accurate generally yeah. are will drama dramatize some things just to make it more entertaining. Yeah. Um, and I think that a lot of that's this, the same thing happened um, with the whole flip answer and thing. And that's why there was such a big ace presence kind of pushing back against the FDA approval of flip was because it was all about 
low hormones and it was all about low sex drive. And again, Mm -hmm. sex drive doesn't have anything to do with sexual orientation. It doesn't work that way. And and as it goes with any mental thing is it's it's only generally with diagnosing criteria, it's only really an issue if it causes distress to the person. Right. And the way I, I think about it is like, you know, for people who are pure, more purely gay or straight, like they don't experience sexual attraction to one to some people like everyone doesn't experience sexual attraction to some people. So it's shouldn't like they wouldn't have to get their hormones checked to to be like, oh, well, why aren't you bi if you should be able to be attracted to everybody? So if. So yeah. it, it doesn't make sense that just because some people may not be sexually attracted to anyone, why that suddenly must be a hormone problem. So the next myth is, you know, that's not what asexual means. Something, something plants, something, something single-celled organisms. Uh. <laughs> it's, you know, it's, this is one of the more infuriating arguments for me. The people who so deliberately just refuse to understand as a concept that the English, that in the English language you know, words can mean more than one thing. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, just like gay doesn't only mean happy. And, you know, a, and the word quack doesn't only refer to the sound a duck makes. Like, words have, especially in, that's why English, it's one of the reasons why English is one of the hardest languages to learn is because we've got words that mean di- completely different things. Right. But it's the same word. And mm-hmm. it boggles my mind that people would be like, oh, that's not, you know, asexual is, you know, asexual reproduction. You can't be asexual. You don't, you know reproduce through mitosis and it's just like you know yeah a different meaning of the same word yeah the next one is um asexual people don't or can't have sex and i I don't know why there would ever be a term of can't um yeah are we are we kindles down there like is that how that that works i i I don't yeah (laughs) <laughs> I included the cants in these because some of these do have kind of a, a a near cousin almost of a myth where, like, in this case, it's people who believe that, you know, like, oh, asexuals, they're just, you know, they they must just be people who can't have sex. Cause, and I think that probably stems from people who believe that, you know, everyone desires sex to the same amount. Right. And they I think that's probably where that stems from is that they is that the process would be, you know, oh, everybody wants sex as much as I do. Therefore, if these people are saying they they're asexual then oh they must be like unable to something must be wrong um but the more often the more common version of it is obviously the they don't have sex and this one i have a problem with because it comes in there are two sides to this coin that come from different directions and that's what bugs me is it is there's the um, the first side which is um basically the side where it's like oh you know it's more of just like general misinformation like they hear asexual and they just assume oh it's people who don't have sex and it's people who may not have more in-depth idea of or knowledge on sexuality and that's one thing it's the other one that i find more obnoxious and it tends to come from both outside and in fact even inside the asexual uh, asexual community to an extent mm-hmm. with with the uh what have i referred to them as in, in the past basically the gold star aces basically yeah uh, gold gold circle aces yeah it's basically the the ones who are like oh only us pure have never even thought about a genital um aces or the real aces who count you people who like I've even said I've I've literally, I've actually seen people who have argued that if you masturbate you're not asexual. Yes. Like, which is insane. Um but it's that's one of the reasons why this is one of the myths that really bugs me is because it's it tends to come from this ob- really obnoxious 
little sub portion of the community that's really high and mighty about how they're the purest, most pure, clean, best, you know, the best aces. We're the, the only ones that count because we're, we're pure, unscathed. Right. It's, it's almost like a supremacy type of a viewpoint to have. And yeah. Um, yeah, and like I, I know exactly what you're talking about because for a while on the Avon forums, um, specifically in the Avon chat room, there were issues with that where if you you couldn't be on the spectrum anywhere. You had to be solidly asexual, aromantic, non-libidoist, and yeah, repulsed. anybody else, yeah, repul- sex repulsed. Like you had that, you had to fit that standard, and if you didn't, you weren't really asexual. So yeah, I I, I remember all of that. It, God, it was horror. It's so bad. Um, but and the other thing about this statement is that it, it's a callback to the whole celibacy thing about about the, the assumption that it's just celibacy, which, again, is not the thing because it boils it down to a choice. And that's not mm-hmm. what it is. Yeah. And it also ties back into um, I think it ties to an extent when it comes from that from our community to an extent. I think it ties into the whole mentality of. If I have it this bad and you don't have it as bad as me, then I don't, then you shouldn't count mentality. Yeah. And it's that, that's that whole oppression Olympics mentality. That's so incredibly problematic and not just our community, but several others as well. And it, Oh yeah. Why would anybody choose to be something that makes them a little bit ostracized? Like why would anybody want that in their life? It, It doesn't, it doesn't make sense. So the next one is this one, yeah, um, the, you know, getting laid will fix that or even more gross, I can fix that, which, ugh, no, that, that's a really gross mentality. And honestly, it links into that really crummy, pervasive mentality that you can, that some people think they can, you know, change someone else's sexuality by by having sex with them. And it's a really gross mentality and yeah. yeah, yeah, I, I have that one. I have personally been told. Um, I had an ex-boyfriend that, when I came out to him, told me that, and yeah, it's 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 terrifying being in that kind of a situation because it is a very aggressive um, claim to make. And not only that, it's it's incredibly arrogant on top of that because what makes you think you're so fantastic, like? you're the magic you're the magic key to unlocking my (laughs) sexual desires like get over yourself that's yeah yeah that one that one i i hate with a fiery passion just because it is so so offensive and so creepy the next one is you can't know unless you've tried it and again that's creepy um because not only that it's wrong because many of us have tried it um I have. I mean, it was okay. I didn't hate it, but it wasn't anything that I would want to repeat over and over and over again. Yeah, and I mean, I I do have sex and I enjoy it occasionally, but like at the same time it's like the the mentality that, you know, you can't know unless you try it. It doesn't hold up because, you know, by that logic, anyone who says who is sure in their sexuality whether it be homosexuality, heterosexuality, bisexuality, whatever, who is still a virgin, by that same train of logic, they can't possibly know. And that's obviously not how it works. No, no, not at all. I mean, just like I know I've never hugged a cactus, but I'm pretty sure I don't want to. Like, I'm pretty sure I don't have any innate desire within me to do that. I don't need to try it to know I don't want to do that. Same thing here. And, you know, on the same branch, um, it, it dives into the whole, you know, 
basing sexuality off of activity mentality, which in the same way that a gay man can have sex, can have had sex with a woman in the past, that doesn't make him not gay. Exactly. So it's, it's again, sexuality is not based off of activity. It's based off of attraction. So the next one, um, we're getting into the, here we got some of the really popular ones, like asexual people are just afraid of sex or are grossed out by sex. Which, I mean, there are people in the community that are. Yeah, there are, but it's not, again, defined by that. And to assume everyone is just because they may be the more vocal minority, that doesn't, it's, again, it's basing your uh, knowledge of something off of a small sample size on a website like Tumblr. Right. And, um, yeah, while sex repulsion is a real thing, for whatever reason, if someone's sex repulsed, that's fine. That's perfectly fine. Right. But sex repulsion is independent from asexuality because someone can still experience sexual attraction but also to people they can still have a physical reaction to people uh to like someone they see on the street they can find them like and be sexually attracted to them but they could still be repulsed by the idea of having sex themselves exactly yeah and that wouldn't negate their sexuality or make them suddenly asexual that's sex repulsion right and and while sexual sex repulsion usually is probably most commonly paired with be, uh, is most commonly found in people who are asexual rather as opposed to other sexualities it's it's not unique to it nor is it a necessary component of it right and i feel like that's it, it's desexualizing like specifically trauma victims a lot of the time too because sex repulsion can be something that is a side effect of experiencing sexual trauma and to say that only asexual people are sex repulsed is that's doing a disservice to people who aren't asexual and have experienced trauma and have that as a side effect so it's not really fair in that sense either yeah and you know at the same time uh boiling it down to oh they're grossed out by sex like there are people who don't necessarily find the idea of sex in general disgusting however they find the idea of themselves doing it is where the repulsion comes exactly. in. Exactly, yeah. It's not necessarily people who are just like, you, sex, gross. Like, it's a very simplistic way to look at the situation, and it's really not a healthy viewpoint to have. No, not at all. I mean, and it, it's, it's funny that that is such a commonly held viewpoint because the vast majority of my friend group is asexual, and we're some of the most dirty-minded people I've ever encountered in my life. So <laughs> there's that's definitely not a universal statement to make across the board by any means. Okay, next up on the list is asexuals all hate sex and people who have sex. And yeah, again, no. this one ties into people who have had experience with, again, there is a small vocal minority who may be really loud about how, ew, sex is gross, get it away from me. And... And since there is a small portion that is serious about that, when the rest of us make, you know, especially with our generation, we make a lot of self-deprecating humor is really, I don't know, it's kind of like our age group's thing. We we, we do it a lot. Yeah. And, or not even, but necessarily self-deprecating, but, you know, jokes at our own expense or jokes exaggerating yeah. parts of us. So, you know, aces who aren't actually like grossed out or hate people who have sex and stuff like that, they'll make jokes like, oh, you know. Um, well, basically, they'll make joke posts, and then people who have seen people serious about that kind of thing will then take those joke posts to be seriously, and then they're like, oh, look, asexuals are all these people who hate sex. And there is a small minority of people who are kind of really um, kind of hateful about the fact that sex exists. I've, I have, I believe, seen some people who can be that severe of a mindset, but you can't 
you know, dismiss a whole community because of some people. Right. That That's just part of the, uh, there are people that are sex positive, sex neutral, and sex negative. And sex negative would be those people who are vastly against sex. And that's, there are people that do, that feel that way. But it, I, the most that I've ever personally seen, and I'd like to get your opinion on this, is that um, a lot of us are so vocal about um, a disdain for sex in general because it's so prevalent in society and in media and stuff, and you're kind of just bombarded with it. Like, you can't watch TV shows. Sex is in commercials. It's in stuff on, you know, premium channels of, of cable. There's it's just kind of a little bit everywhere. And so whenever you're as bombarded with it as that, and you are part of a community that is, that doesn't fall into that quote unquote norm, I think it would generate, it would generate a little bit of, of animosity towards it and a little bit of a disdain towards it because it makes you feel like an outsider. So while you may not be against sex as a concept, the fact that you're so commonly bombarded with it would probably have or would generate a reaction. It's, yeah, I think for the people who are a little more off-put by sex in general would be a bit more vocal about it just because it is such a prevalent thing in today's society. It is such a, it's, mm-hmm. you know, the old saying, sex sells. And it's it's such a pervasive thing, sexuality, within our society right now, and historically, too, to different extents, but, you know. Um, mm-hmm. So I can see why... But the problem lies within people taking it way too seriously when people bring that up and they're like, oh, so you just hate mm-hmm. everyone who has sex, blah, blah, blah. And it's that's where the problem lies is that people who – and I think sometimes there can be people who are just a bit fed up with it and they might get angry about it and say, like, why does this have to be everywhere? I don't want it. I don't want any of it. And then people see that and they go, oh, okay, clearly I was right. This is all it is. The next myth is, you know, this ties into some we've kind of touched on, but, you know, asexuals are just young or immature and they don't know anything about sex, which is obviously a really, again, it's a very internet-based, Tumblr-based viewpoint. Because, I mean, in the real Mm -hmm. world, there's, there may be, there are asexuals who are very experienced in sex. There are asexuals who may be really into, into kink. There may be, there are asexuals out there who are parents, like... It's, Mm -hmm. again, kind of basing your opinion on something on the small um, uh, minority you've likely had more exposure to because you're more likely to have had more exposure to the really young, like, 13, 14-year-olds on Tumblr than, say, a 40-year-old parent of two who also just happens to be asexual. They're probably not on Tumblr blogging about it, at least not loudly. Right, because they probably just recently found out about it themselves because the, the, the asexual community is still, by, you know, by comparison, quite new. Um, we've got, yeah. It's been, what, less than 20 it's, years? It, 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 as a sexuality, isn't new? Right, the community is. The exposure yeah. of it is. But, uh, but the, yeah, the more so the organization, right. the organized community of it is more on the Right, because what, even was, what, 2000, 2001, I think, something maybe a little bit earlier than that? Is when it started. So, I mean, we're looking at less than 20 years, 20 years max. So for that kind of thing, for us to have the level of exposure we have right now is largely due to things like the internet and specifically Tumblr, because there is a big ace presence on Tumblr. Um, but that like, but like you said, that does come with a lot of young people having a voice in it and being a lot more visible. And then people just make those assumptions on it, which are not valid but 
that's where it comes from. Okay, the next one is asexual people don't or can't masturbate. Again, there are people who don't. Um, there are people that, you know, don't have a libido or a sex drive in the community. That is a thing, but I, it's by no means universal across the board or anything like that. Yeah, and at the same time, there are many who do have a sex drive. Whether or not it's high or, you know, moderate is its own mm-hmm. issue. But even, like, many people just do it because it's an enjoyable, pleasurable activity. But if I if I may be a little more, you know, not necessarily explicit, but, you know, for you know, AMAB people specifically, um, if you don't, for lack of a better term, you know, clear out the pipes, the pipes will clear themselves out, which is so, right. and a lot of times, actually, I believe they even do recommend a fairly regular masturbation schedule for prostate health. I think that's more something to worry about when you're a bit older, yeah, I but I do. believe they do recommend at least a couple times a week. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that it's one of those things that if you start it younger that it's going to, you know, obviously it can only help. But yeah, yeah. And on the AFAB side of things, um, it can like orgasms do help with like menstrual cramps. So that's a reason that a lot of people do it. Um, not, beside the obvious reasons of it's pleasurable and it's, it you know, scratches an itch, so to speak. But I mean, there are reasons to do it and there are benefits to it. Sometimes it's just something to, something to do. Sometimes people will do it to help them, you know, get to sleep tonight. But like mm-hmm. tonight. Absolutely. But whatever the reason, like it, your sexuality doesn't have a bearing on how much or how little you masturbate. Like it's not like, oh, you know, gay people masturbate way more than straight people. Like whether they do or not, I don't know. But pro- but it's your sexuality doesn't have a bearing on how much you may masturbate it's that's more tied into your your libido your mood whatever yeah your personal biology i mean that's comparable to saying that your sexual orientation is tied to how many people you've had sex with like that it that's not how it works it's not based on sexual activity and masturbation is a sexual activity exactly um the next one is um this is one that's been around for a long time it's it's that mm-hmm. you know asexual people are all victims of sexual trauma and that's why they're asexual which you know is fun for somebody like me who didn't experience sexual trauma until after she started identifying as ace <laughs> yeah and there and i think one of the biggest <laughs> like i i personally am you know very fortunate i haven't um experienced any sexual trauma and frankly the fa- the sheer fact that there are so many people who have experienced sexual trauma who they obviously didn't just suddenly become ace like if this if that were the case then there'd be people who were like in say their mid-20s who have gone through some sort of sexual trauma and suddenly they're asexual but that's not really something that's happening they may be more it, it has, has. But... um it has i have i have come across people that they're you know it did because sexual again sexuality is fluid mm-hmm. so anything can potentially have an effect on it i i mean Something like that could traumatize you to the point where you don't experience sexual attraction it, anymore. It, it can lead to an aversion. Of what you experienced. Yeah. Yes. But again, it can lead to it. It's, but in that same vein, it could just be leading to an aversion where you do still experience the attraction. You're just averse to acting upon it. And that's valid too. Or even to some more extreme extents, it could lead to like an aversion, say, to the gender that you were previously attracted to that could potentially be so strong that it could have an effect on not not even maybe not necessarily like whether or not you experience sexual attraction but how your brain deals with it and maybe your brain will just shut it down immediately based on yeah, it exactly but you know the fact that there are so many people who have gone through sexual trauma who aren't asexual 
shows that it's not just like, oh, well, clearly it's just a simple ABC formula where A is sexual um, trauma, B, you're asexual, C, profit. It's... Yeah. Can I profit? Is that a thing? <laughs> <laughs> the next one is asexuals just haven't met the right person yet. Oh, oh, geez. You know, don't tell my husband. <laughs> he would not be happy. But that's it's it's that's not how the world works. That's not how any of that's not how this works. It's not how any of this works. It's like no. people who are asexual don't have to, you know, meet the right person any more than someone who's gay has to, you know, meet the right person to find out they're gay. Like they generally know. That's why people who haven't had sex with anyone yet generally know their sexuality. Some people might be unsure, but for the most part, there are a lot of people who are very secure in what their sexuality is based on their sexual attraction, and it, they don't have to meet the one. It's not like people are going around with no sexuality until they meet that one. It, this isn't a romantic comedy. Right. They don't all meet their, like, Ryan Gosling, I mean, and suddenly they, they've met the one, and then they, I don't know, they have sex on a floor of an empty house that he later rebuilds, or however the notebook goes. <laughs> that's good <laughs> i mean in that same vein like i i'm in a polyamorous relationship so i've met two of the right people still ace so and not only that but my girlfriend is ace so two out of three are of us are asexual and the other third of us is fine with it so yeah no it's not it's not just there is no magic switch and nobody is that fantastically wonderful that it's going to suddenly change your entire identity that's giving people way too much credit yeah and i think to an extent this also ties into this kind of like overly romantic notion that you know oh it's you have to meet the one the one and it it's a, it's a mentality i have an issue to an extent with because frankly it's one of the main reasons i usually am somewhat yelling at my tv every time i rewatch how i met your mother um, because I'm yes. seeing him constantly go about, well, what if they're not the one? And it's like, that's not how, if you're basing all of your relationships off of finding the most like perfect, flawless, never a problem person, it, it's unhealthy for a person to try and mm -hmm. to be exclusively looking for perfection in a relationship. The, the thing about relationships is it's not about finding the perfect person. If you're constantly, you know, looking for perfection, you're going to be let down and that leads to problems and it leads to a lot of shorter relationships the point of relationships is it's you're finding someone who you want to spend your time with. It's someone right. like that's, you know, I, I love my husband because my husband, because he's someone I want to spend the rest of my life with. He's someone I, I want to spend time with. And it has nothing to do with whether or not he's the one, you know, sometimes we may get on each other's nerves. Sometimes he may accidentally elbow me in the throat but, you know, that it's, it's, and that's one of the things that makes it, you know, the old saying, you know, variety is the spice of life. But it's, it's in a similar way to how, you know, the, the worst, the bad times make the good times seem better. If everything was always perfect with your partner, it's not, it's going to be boring. And so trying to right. strive for that, not only is it unhealthy in that you're not going to really be able to find that. No one's ever going to be 100% perfect for you. No matter how great someone is, they may all, they'll always have, you know, something. Maybe they... I don't know, maybe they're terrible at folding clothes or maybe they never wash dishes or or maybe they, you know, open presents on Christmas Eve and frankly that's inexcusable. But <laughs> but you know, there may always be these little things, but it's about it's about finding someone that you love enough that those little things don't matter. Right. 
I mean, and on top of that, the whole idea of finding this this one specific special person, and like you said, expecting them to be perfect and without flaw, it's a fairy tale. And the problem with fairy tales and this and this mentality that comes along with looking for a fairy tale is that you're not looking for a human being. Mm-hmm. It's objectifying because you're not looking for a human being. You're looking for an accessory. An idea. An idea, an accessory, and it's dehumanizing because no one is perfect, like you said. So there's a bunch of problems with, with that with that kind of a mentality and that kind of an assumption that you just haven't met the right person yet. And that's, yeah, it doesn't work that way. (laughs) And I think the other thing that gets kind of skeevy is this one, if you, depending on how it's said, it can also tie back into the earlier ones where it's like, oh, I can change that or you haven't tried it. It ties into you just haven't met the right person, that there's like some person out there who's going to magically change who you are. And so it kind of ties back into those ideas. Yeah, they're just going to rock your world and change everything that you've ever known about yourself. And that's, it's incredulous. It's like, it's, there's no way. Yeah. So the next one is, and this one, this one I've, I've argued against a good amount. It's, it's the idea that, oh, everyone feels like that. Sometimes I've had people say, I've argued with people who are like, oh, but that's just, do you think I walk around all day, everywhere attracted to everyone I see all the time? And it's, again, one of those arguments that drives me up the wall because, no, obviously I don't, but my point is you do sometimes. Like, generally, obviously, you're not attracted to every single person you see. Obviously not. I mean, maybe someone out there is, and which, you know, good for them. But, But most people, it's like, you know, you have a type. You have certain... Turn on. Sometimes you got really weird, specific little turn ons that are what you that may spark sexual attraction like that. But the thing is, it's there somewhere and it crops up occasionally and it doesn't crop up a lot. But, you know, it crops up. Right. And that's the difference. Absolutely. It is. I mean, and this question and the, the previous one we had, um, there's a disclaimer that I want to make about those, because in certain circumstances, especially with the, you haven't just met the right person yet, um, there's a lot of of confusion about how something like that would tie in with something like demisexuality because demisexuality is you know you experience sexual attraction once you form that emotional bond and in a way that can be read as they met the right person and now they're they're magically not ace anymore which demisexuality is still on the asexual spectrum so jokes on you but um even then, it's not this one specific perfect person that changed everything for them. It was the bond that they grew with that person that changed things for them. And the same thing in this kind of a situation, and this everyone feels like that sometimes. People say that about that about demisexuality as well. And it's not the same thing because it's a very specific circumstance involved in something like demisexuality. Whereas, like you said, people... That's not something that everyone experiences. Not everyone experiences sexual attraction after they get a bond. It, it does. It, it's that's not always the trigger for everyone. Out for everyone. Now that's not to say that everyone has sex with everyone that they experience sexual attraction to. But yeah, that no. sexual attraction no. does pop up whether they act on it or not. That's the difference, and that's the defining line. People who do sex experience sexual attraction, they may, they they won't won't have sex with 99% of the people they may be sexually attracted to. It it's generally only going to be a small handful of people they'll ever actually have right. sex with. But that makes it a choice. Whereas the sexual yeah. attraction itself is or not a choice. Or sometimes it's like, you know, they're not physically there. Do what? Or sometimes it's like, you know, they're not physically right. there. 
like it's someone on TV right. or you know, right. But it, but even so, like, even well, if it's you know. somebody you meet in a bar, that sexual attraction itself is not a choice. Whether or not you act on it is. But in the mm-hmm. case of asexuality, demisexuality, gray asexuality, the whole spectrum, the sexual attraction itself doesn't happen without, if it's, you know, not, you know, asexual, if it's gray or demi, that the sexual attraction itself doesn't happen until this trigger happens rather than the choice being, yeah. 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 So the next one is asexuals are just really gays in denial. This, this, this is one of the, this is the old faithful uh, argument, I guess. And this ties into so many other forms of, this ties into, you know, bisexual people have heard this argument. Even to some trans people have heard this argument like, oh, bis are just gays in denial. I've seen people argue that, you know, trans people are gay people in denial, which that one's a particularly bizarre corner of the internet I've stumbled into, which is yeah, I'm kind just of glad I haven't stumbled. That whole turf yeah. rhetoric. It's it's turf rhetoric. It's the idea that like, oh, they don't want to be gay, so they you know become a woman so that they aren't technically being gay, and that's it's that a gross is, mentality that, is hurt. that I've yeah, come across that's, recently. That's bad. That's really really bad. I'm kind of glad I it's, never read any of those. But it's yeah, but it's it's this kind of it's this over and over just targeted at different groups, and obviously one of the most obvious and uh, well-known examples is people bisexuals who have faced this for Mm -hmm. decades people saying oh you're just gay and in denial you just don't want to like fully say you're gay you're just afraid to fully come out so you're saying you're bi this is something that bisexuals have dealt with for years upon years and now it's just the same argument being shifted into another to another group and to be honest a lot of uh, detractors that aces a lot of the, the statements that are made against asexuality are just tired old recycled biphobia to be completely honest it's, oh, absolutely. it's you it's 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 amazing the sheer amount of recycled detractors that we get because it, it is it's all just biphobia being redressed as aphobia and yeah it's there was a list i stumbled upon once a while back that i think actually it might have stumbled across on your blog that was kind of comparing the two and how basically exactly the same all of the arguments were yeah yeah, and all of this really ties into the next myth, which I this is one I've been seeing increasingly. It's that, you know, asexuals are all homophobes. This one is a beast of a different color. The, yeah. By far, one of the biggest justifications I've been seeing for this is people who are saying their, their argument is that the sex-repulsed aces, since they're sex-repulsed, that means they're also repulsed by gay sex, which is homophobic. That's actually yeah. the argument I've seen people make. I haven't actually seen that one. I mean that, but I'm not surprised. Um, but that that is, that's a stretch. You, you're you're reaching pretty far at that point. Um, the most common one I said, I, that, that the one most common one that I've seen, and I mentioned it earlier, was that the reason that it's that asexuality is homophobic is because of the split attraction model. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that one, that one's usually. Oof. I think the times I've seen that crop up, it usually has something to do with if someone posts information about like i don't know like a gay ship and then it happens that someone who's repulsed may make a comment about it suddenly it's homophobic because oh you're saying you're disgusted by gay sex that's generally where it comes in but more and more i'm seeing people even if it's not necessarily for that there are other justifications but i've been seeing this more and more people trying to claim that you know and i think to an extent it does tie into the last one i think a bit i think it tends to be shared with people who think that it's, you know, that that it's gays in denial is that, you know, if you're in denial, then it's, it's probably internalized. internalized homophobia. Exactly. Yeah. Where 
um, they think that that's what's causing it. So you're clearly, since it's internalized homophobia, you know, it's just because you're homophobic. Right. And it's just such a ridiculously simplistic way to look at the world. And it's not even accurate. So it's like, no, no, it's not even black and white. You're looking at like chartreuse and green. Yeah. I mean, and, and now that you bring that up, I think I, I've not seen that exact, um, the whole gay sex. If you, if you're sex reposter, you hate gay sex. And that's how I've not seen that one, but I have seen like, for instance, say like with the gay ship thing, um, which I used to be really into the show Sherlock. So there's a big, massive gay oh, ship involved yeah. in that one. Yes. And the problem well, that implied. I would see, well, yeah, implied. well, it's a ship. Uh, yeah. But, um, though the one that I did see about that specifically was that you would get a lot of these people who ship John Locke getting super, super angry and calling mm-hmm. out people that would headcanon Sherlock as asexual because it's screwed with their yeah. ship and it's saying, oh, you're only headcanoning him, headcanoning him as asexual because you're homophobic. You don't want him to be with John, so therefore you're making him non-sexual. You're desexualizing him. And I'm like, Exactly. No. And and this ties into actually just an increase. It's like when people, if people, people have the right to to headcanon any characters as basically anything they want to. They can yeah. headcanon them as gay, straight, bi, in a polyamorous relationship with forty kids in another country. I don't care. You can. Ha- I've there are people headcanon some weird stuff out there. I don't care. Oh, yeah. But like, I think a portion of it is that people is that there has always been some pushback whenever someone who is widely accepted as a member of the queer community, someone who is widely accepted as a gay or a bi character, and if somebody headcanons them as ace, uh, there is always generally a pushback against that saying, oh, you're ste- you're 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 trying to erase a gay character. That's that's something I've seen a lot. And I think that right. it's it and that's basically the same thing you're describing. Yeah, but then in that same vein, if you turn it around and you take somebody who is can- is canonically asexual, aromantic asexual, like, like say Jughead, Jughead, like Jughead, uh, mm. people headcanon him as gay, and yet you can't say anything about the fact that he's canonically asexual because then these people that headcanon him as gay are going to com- come back and call you homophobic because you're telling them that they that you know well canonically he's nothing he's he, well, he's not gay he's ace he's arrow ace so. But that's the other thing is whenever you're looking at um, like say like that kind of a situation is that you're not even really allowed to say, okay, well, then he's gay ace. He's homo romantic ace then because then, you know, he can you can be that, you know, and, and fit into both communities that way that there's plenty of people that are homo romantic or biromantic ace or yep. whatever demi romantic ace. Um, but even that's not good enough. Like you he has to be homoromantic homosexual and that's it mm-hmm. so like there's not even you like because i've seen that happen too where people are like oh well i had canon like say sherlock as homoromantic asexual or homoromantic demisexual even nope nope not good enough he's a gay man that's it you can't have nothing else yeah it's it's, it's it's a agreed mentality to an extent it's a mind yeah. mind mind thing yeah I'm, I'm just remembering that whole thing about how, that one time someone dared to make a joke about headcanoning the moon as ace and oh, the God, lesbian yes, community lost their that. minds. That yeah. was, well, same thing with I think like, that's the most basic argument about this is because it's so surreal to think about how that all went down that yes. the lesbian community lost their minds saying, no, the moon is the les- is a lesbian. And I'm sitting here thinking the moon is a rock. <laughs> it's not yes. a thing. It's just a big ball yes. of stone that's floating through space. 
but you know, whatever. Sure. You, you're allowed to have your head cannons, but that was like the most clear cut example of this happening because they lost their minds. Yes, they did. That it was. Yeah, yeah. I I remember that, and I remember that. I, that was the first time of being on Tumblr that I kind of like actually sat back in my chair and went, "Really? Is this is is this is this a serious?" This is a serious thing. Like, th- this isn't trolling. Like, this isn't people just making shit posts and making fun of Tumblr. Like, this is this is a legitimate argument. Yeah, no, th- this oh, was this okay. wasn't the sixty thousand. Okay. This wasn't the sixteen thousand person list. This wasn't people making jokes. They were serious. Yeah. yeah. So that's part one of asexuality myths and misconceptions. See us next time for part two. Bye.